0: Welcome to Ami Tuckered Out. I am your host, Ami tucker Ravel. I cannot believe the election is just around the corner. This is insane in the membrane, guys. And so I thought I would do a two-part series on South Asians and voting. So today, I get to talk to the co-chairs of the South Asian Bloc Party, which was a Biden-Harris fundraiser that happened a few weeks ago. We talk about the event, who attended, the behind the scenes, the impact and their thoughts on South Asians and voting in the US. DJ Rekha is a producer, curator and activist who pioneered Bhangra music in North America via her monthly club night Basement Bhangra. She's on the board of Queens-based Chaya Community Development Corps, serving New Yorkers of South Asian origin. She also produces the weekly podcast Bhangra and Beyond. Rajan Shah is a media, entertainment, and marketing leader, an entrepreneur, seed investor, and producer who advises global and startup brands on culture and strategy. He has been a longtime advocate for South Asians in media and entertainment and co founded SAMA, the South Asians in Media, Marketing, and Entertainment, one of the first national nonprofits to network and fuel the growing industry of South Asians in the media and entertainment industries. It was a fantastic conversation. I definitely learned a lot and then definitely try to convince them to have another block party when we can live. But before we get to the interview, here's a word from my boy who has also been pretty active in the Biden-Harris campaign and who has been gracious enough to say a few words. Take it away, Josh. You're listening to Tuckered Out with Ami. This is Josh Radner from How I Met Your Mother. And other TV shows and other things. <laughs> I don't know maybe you can use something like that. So I just wanna say congratulations to you guys. I are you guys considered the co-hosts, co-chairs of this event?
1: Yeah. Co co organizer.
0: Co-organizers. Yeah, congratulations. It was awesome. So Rajan, I'm gonna I'm gonna Ask you this. So, you know, this block party was a first of its kind get together of South Asian actors, artists, leaders to help our community unite. And it felt like a celebration of beautiful diversity that we have in the US. But it also kind of felt like a showing to the world that we are here and that we're here to stay and that we have voices. And other than being part of the fight for our democracy, would you say that was part of the mission?
2: Hi, I mean, it's really a great pleasure to be part of this podcast. Look, I think the short answer to your question is absolutely yes. I think in spite of the incredible advancements that South Asians have made pretty much across every industry here in the U.S., and particularly media and entertainment, we continue to remain underrepresented and often underappreciated, and I don't believe there are many outside of our universe that fully grasp the potential, the reach, and the scale of this audience And the unity that exists within this community. So I think one of the major goals that we had, were, as you said, not only to unite this community, but in a way to be an outward expression of kind of where this community has come. And if we can come together, we can do some great things in this case, you know, to get out the vote and vote for Kamala Harris and Vice President Joe Biden for the presidency
0: on auntie. Yes, definitely. So Rekha, obviously this is a very contentious election year and you both have been very involved in supporting Biden and getting the word out to vote. Have you always considered yourself an activist or is has this election sparked something in you like never before?
1: No, this is not new to me. And I don't think getting involved or fighting for for like anti-fascism is activism. I think it's humanity. So I have definitely been involved in social justice concerns forever, but I don't think this, and I don't think we should be rewarded for like engaging in this. Our lives are on the line here and this is really important. And I also think it was exciting and it is exciting that someone of South Asian heritage is on the ticket, but I don't think that should be the motivation. We should care about everyone. And I think what this block Party this gathering demonstrates is that we can get together and and get stuff and be a united voice for something that's important. Right. So
0: let's talk about the genesis of this event, Rajan like how how did you guys meet or maybe you guys have
2: known each other? Who doesn't know DJ Reka certainly by name right <laughs> I, <know. So. laughs> I thought
0: I was like asking the question I was like, well, I think everyone knows her so never
2: mind Yeah, there's no question about that. I still remember seeing DJ Reka when I was living in Atlanta. I used to be at Coca-Cola and advertising and everyone was like, oh my God, DJ Reka is coming to play. I mean it was like the event of the decade.
1: But I never played in Atlanta.
2: <laughs> you did. You just don't remember it. <laughs> I
1: did one gig with five people.
2: Yeah, no, you were a one gig in a ba- basement. But let's get back to the topic.
1: All right, whatever. No, you were
2: definitely there, I remember. But the genesis was really straightforward. One, I've been involved in trying to bring together the community in the South Asian media and entertainment space for a very long time. Something I'm deeply passionate about and always felt like there was an opportunity just like in so many other communities across the South Asian diaspora, whether you're a lawyer, an attorney, lawyer attorney, or a doctor, uh, or an hotel, somehow in our community of entertainment and media, there really hadn't been that same kind of level of unity or togetherness. So that's something that we've been working towards for a very long time. And in this case, when Senator Kamala Harris was nominated and the ticket was locked in, as Rekha said, certainly Senator Harris is not the reason to vote for this ticket. But it is a reason to vote for this ticket as a woman of color, not only historically as a woman, but as a woman of color, biracial woman, a woman who has a Black experience and a South Asian experience, an Indian experience, growing up with an Indian mom. That all, to me, just kind of the light bulb went off that, boy, if we were going to ever get together, this was the moment. One, because democracy was being threatened. Two, we're all united behind an alternative to Donald Trump. And then threw you add in Kamala Harris into the mix, right? So it kind of all came together in that respect. And immediately as that light bulb went off myself and three to four other leaders in the space, including DJ Rekha, who I just reached out to and said, look, can we get together to really play out what an idea would look like? And we reached out to the campaign. And it turns out one of the top persons in the campaign, and there are many South Asians and Indian Americans in the campaign for Joe Biden, we reached out to them and they immediately loved the idea. I mean, they obviously had a lot of different ways that we can go about doing this, without a doubt. But the genesis really w- was kind of that moment. And I also, something that Raycast said I think is important, I also feel like there was something special happening in that we have been divided for so long by this current administration. I think there was a thirst to come together. I think people were hungry to feel like they they belonged, they felt hungry and almost desperate to to be viewed and to be recognized. Given all the changes in our community over the last four to six years, and again things that Reka has been working on for so long, I think just it all kind of came together, and that was kind of the beginning of a three month process of trying to figure out what does this look like? Is it a fundraiser? Is it something different? So, and there we go.
0: Do you think this kind of event would have been as successful? or let me put it this way how would you have done it i mean there's a pandemic right now right so do you think that desperation to work together and be together was also due to the pandemic
1: i would say that now that we're sort of living in this virtual world we're 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 seeing the the good and the ups and downs of it i do think the need for connection is definitely greater given given lockdown i think that it allows operating virtually allows for some for for a wider number of people to tune in it's like we're not we're not locked to a physical space and we're not locked to physical people like you know especially with the range of people that were in the program you know everyone from like you know people were taping from who couldn't join tape from Atlanta and it takes away some possibilities but it actually expands a number of possibilities In that, just the sheer number of people that tuned in, that stayed on, the amount of excitement that was generated, the range of talent from emerging to established—I don't know if this could have happened in 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 a different. I mean, something like something would have happened, you know. Of course, it would have happened, but I think this was unique in the way we were, were. You know, I'm a I'm also a media studies person, so it's like the the medium allows for the art in some ways. So like we had to fit the medium, the constraints, but like run with it and and make it as good as possible. So I think we did that.
0: Well, I I do think also, you know, if it it wasn't virtual and it was live, people tend to view these events as East Coast or West Coast events. And I felt like it feels like middle America would be left out. And with this event, you know, everyone was felt, felt involved.
1: Well, I mean a very a very at the top of the program we had uh, Ravi Patel and his family and his extended family. So it showed that especially in battle states where we have significant presence in Michigan and Pennsylvania, there's a significant number of South Asians that can actually tip the vote. So when you're doing this virtual event and you're potentially getting your relatives from swing states, the impact is even greater. So yeah, I do think we get out of the coastal elitism. And especially with the viewers, they can be from anywhere. And I know from having pivoted to doing live sessions online, DJ sessions, people are from everywhere, especially in in areas of the the United States that don't feel like they're attended to. So now it's like everyone's like anyone can tune in, you know, and that's really, it's sort of democratizing in its own way.
2: I think uh, just to put a final tack on something, Rick, I said, I I think it's also... I just want to come back to the point. I do think it would have happened. Something would have happened, no doubt. I think the community was ready. I think the community is big enough. They wanted to get together. But the technology allowed us to, as Rekha was saying, kind of democratize access so much. But I think the community did was yearning to kind of ignite on the
0: Definitely. And from that, so, you know, there's, what, 4.7 million of us out there in, in the U.S., 5.7. 5, 5. Is it 5.7? Is it okay. That's and the number I've, I've heard. Is that the number? Wait, let me, let me double check that. <laughs> yeah. I have like four different numbers. I just put the average up.
1: I was going off of three for years. And I'm like, oh no, we, we, we're, we're, we're multiplying.
0: P- people are having babies. It happens. <laughs> so despite what a lot of people think, we obviously have such different backgrounds and experiences, political views and all that stuff. So how did you guys figure out who you wanted to partner with, like who you wanted to get involved with.
2: You, do you mean from an art- artistic perspective or do you mean? Um...
0: Your, your your host, I guess, your guest. Oh, the,
1: the, the participants. The, the participants? participants. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's a combination of things of working within personal, like this came organically out of a, a bunch of people who knew each other. And most of them Rajan's are communities of, for me, my artistic community and who I think would be interested. And it was definitely like important to get people that are really visible to attract attention. So we had people that are headliners, like not headliners, but people who, who are like very visible, like Kumel Nanjiani and Mindy Kaling, right? So they resonate with a lot of people and it's a draw, but it's also important to really hold accountable what it means to say South Asian and to make sure we're working really hard to get that kind of diversity. And people who are committed to this in a genuine way, and I think it's it's a combination of those factors. And then just like curating a program, what makes sense, what works, how to fit people in, how to raise different issues connected to the campaign and anchoring it by a very solid host. And I think all those things, they kind of fell into place. I mean, that's how I see it. I don't know. What would you say,
2: Rajan? No, I, I would echo everything Rekha said. I, I, I think maybe the one thing I would add on top of that, there was yet a third dimension is also the diversity of the type of people that are involved across the entertainment industry. It wasn't just all television and film. It wasn't all just comedy. I think one of the things we're all so proud of as all the folks that were helping organize this is you had someone like Aparna Nancharella, who's a comedian, you know, who is on late night television coming right up against Deepika Mutiala, who launched Live Tinted, coming right up against Ravi Patel, who is a film producer. coming against that's Nabila Noor, whom a lot of people may not know, but has one of the largest followings, passionate followings of young people across the country, especially that are Muslim and Bangladeshi. So I think part of it was also reflecting the incredible diversity, not only across the South Asian diaspora to the best of our ability, but also just how far we've come in terms of breaking down barriers to get into so many different genres of art and music and television and film. And if we could have had the space, we would have had a fashion designer. We would have had a real artist that does multimedia work. But, you know, at some point, you had to think about the audience and, and kind of blending all that. And, and Rick, I mentioned our our MC, Nasef Mandvi. I mean, here he's a comedian, but he really was a correspondent on The Daily Show with a political voice. And, you know, has had a legacy in this country for years. And then you have Preet Bharara, So I think that diversity was also really important to pull in all different communities together as best as we could.
0: And of course, I attended and there was such a diverse group of personalities. And I know for me, and I think a lot of my friends who attended, they were really touched by Kumal and how he got emotional talking about his mom. Were there any moments for you guys that kind of surprised you or that you didn't expect?
2: Boy, there's so many. I'm, I'm even trying to think. Yeah, I mean, look, I think the whole evening was filled with those kinds of moments in different ways, at least for me personally. Kumel, obviously, look, in every program, there's always a couple of highlights that just stick out, even though everyone's amazing. Three stick out for me. I don't know, Rick, uh, if you know the moments you would think of, but, but Kumel's moment was a tearjerker. I, I I actually missed it when it happened live, but I watched it on someone had posted it. And I actually was shedding tears. Even now I get choked up thinking about it. You know, he made the statement that Pakistan didn't want us. We came to America. We thought they wanted us. And now in the last four years, my mom doesn't feel like she belongs. My heart broke. And I think all of us, knowing the things that our parents have gone through to come here and the challenges they all face, no matter where they come from in the world, the opportunity that America presents, like when you hear that story, we all felt it. We've all experienced it in some way. Again, whether you're Indian or Pakistani or Bangladeshi or whatever the case may be. That was a highlight. Another one for me personally, Rick always laughs at me because I get the name wrong. (laughs) I just trip up on my words, but Houdini did it. I got it right. I got it right. Yeah, you did. You
1: did. He did it. Houdini did it. Yeah, I
2: did it. I did it with Houdini did it. The other thing that I love is that I know a lot of the people involved, just like Rick, and everyone comes from so many different political backgrounds. Houdini did it, released a viral video over the summer during the peak of the BLM movement. Now, you agree or not, he spoke with such eloquence and spoke to such an important issue. When he got up there for me personally, and he talked about being a Sikh American and then tying it back to values and his religion and his faith, to me, again, uh, really spoke volumes about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris in a way that I don't know we hear enough, which is people of faith, whether you're Hindu or whether you're Muslim or you're Sikh. but We all have rich beliefs of our faith, and him talking about that was extremely moving. And then finally, I have to say for me personally, having Mindy on, I think a lot of people, Mindy's had an incredible, incredible career that started off at the very bottom working really hard. But as every artist, you know, everyone discovers their Indianness or their South Asian-ness in different ways. And to hear her talk in that way at this moment in time for me was also really put a smile on my face to hear her talk about being Indian and South Asian. and how important that vote is. So again, there were a ton of moments, but those three for me, oh, I'm going to add one more in. I'm going to add one more in because this is a podcast. So <laughs> You're we can taking
1: all up. my answers.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm not going to say anything. Rick, <laughs> no, I no, gotta go ahead, leave go, right, go, ahead, go ahead. No, add I'm it, not, it not, add I'm it, add it, enough, add it.
1: No, no, I want to hear it, Rajan, because we haven't actually debriefed in this way. So let's just do it here.
2: The three musicians were all phenomenal, but everyone has a certain something that, that triggers something for them. Madam Gandhi, for me, to open up that event, in that way, that moment, the number of texts coming through is they've never seen anything like this before for a political fundraiser. Her issue set, the way she communicated, and then the way she performed to me was something so special. And again, Siddharth is one of my closest friends and I love him and I love his work. A Rolex, that I wasn't familiar with until Rick I introduced me to her and she's phenomenal. But Madam Gandhi, for me personally, really touched, uh, kind of touched my soul.
1: Actually, you know, what touched me the most or one of the uh, sweetest moments was Rizwan Manji with his kids. You know, we were like trying to give people who wanted to participate talking points and just things for them to say if they didn't really, you know. And I, I sent him a bunch of stuff. He goes, I just want to say go vote, you know, with my kids. And I'm like, sure, just do it. And and he really, it was so sweet. He, he brought his kids into it. They all said something that was really awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. It really didn't.
0: And as a mother of two young kids who I have to wake up like at 545 every morning, I mean, I stayed up like that. That was that that sums it up right there. Like it was it really was there was just so many special moments that you wanted to see what was going on next. And so kudos to you guys.
2: I got to just put a shout out not only to Ray Kopp, but someone else that also worked really hard as the stage manager there. And that's uh, Rubina Shafi. But the two of them really, uh, I mean, they pushed us and me and the other organizers also really hard to make sure it was so tight. And we still ended up at two hours, which they kept saying, it's going to happen. It's an Indian event. So it's like a requirement. But the campaign told Rekai, I think Rekha, is that right? They said, keep it to an hour and a half. Any longer, you won't have people and you may drop to like 300, 400, whatever, some number. They have never seen anything like this.
1: Yeah. I mean, even from doing events, the dropout was very little, you know. And you know, I've been doing events virtually and in real life for like years and years, and so you know that that's a testament to the programming. Well, it was well executed. It was smooth.
0: I mean, it was looked like it was really well planned out. So.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's going on behind oh, the scenes. you don't but. know, girl. There was a lot of planning. There was a oh, lot I'm of planning, sure. I'm sure.
2: <laughs> and a few open chat rooms. So we should just be really clear about that. So a couple surprise. There's a lot chat of WhatsApp
1: room. groups. There's a lot of spreadsheets. It's what a lot of WhatsApp groups and spreadsheets is what gets the job done. You know. That's the
0: key to everything, especially the, the
1: convincing our parents' generation to vote for,
0: for Biden. We'll get to that. So it's over. Did you get the response you expected
1: or was it even better than you expected? To me, it was, I don't know what Rajan's, I think it was better than I expected because going in close to the date, the end count of the numbers of attendees was exceeded my expectations from what I was going in knowing because, you know, you always have last minute. So I was pretty excited. I mean, it's just hard to get people to commit to things these days. Everyone is Zoomed out. Ultimately, it was on Zoom. It wasn't free. Like There are a lot of campaign events and grassroots events that there's no ticket price. And this was a paid entry. And even though there was a, nominal, a, a low bar entry for students, people gave in a meaningful way. In addition to that, it was the people who bought the tickets, but there was a group of hosts and co-hosts that also contributed. So I wasn't dealing as much with the numbers, but even seeing that where I remember hearing the goal was and where we ended up was definitely exceeded expectations as far as I can tell. I mean, Rajan, you could speak to that more.
2: Yeah, I I would echo all of that, as Rekha said, from a program perspective, for sure. I think from a numbers perspective, if you want to call it that, from a fundraising perspective, we had gone in, you know, with a certain estimate to the campaign because that's how this works, right? You're going to host a fundraiser. You got to commit a certain number of dollars in terms of what you think you can raise, and we blew past that. I think almost three to six x. I mean, I think you know. So that was really gratifying. Just,
0: just give it to them in rupees, and you'll
2: feel you know, it. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really amazing. But I will say the other couple of things that I think were achieved that are the long tail of this. That I think we, you know, certainly in my mind, was a real you know, couple of goals. Sometimes it'd be unsaid. One is going back to the point that Rekha was talking about. And now we're talking about around having this community be seen in all its diversity, because this had never happened before. For the first time, the campaign is calling us saying, Oh my God, this is amazing. And they were so, I mean, they were amazing to work with. So that has nothing to do with it. But I don't think anyone expected or understood the range of this community, the creativity of the community, what happens when this community comes together. I think we all knew in a way, which is kind of what we wanted to show off. So I think that was uh, also exceeded our expectations in terms of that response coming in. In addition to, as Rick, said, you know, the program went off, you know, so smoothly. You never worry. You know, you always worry about the numbers ended up hitting 1800. We initially thought, you know, the campaign said, Oh, likely three hundred to four hundred yeah that's what we started with. Yeah we started off with three hundred to five hundred which as a as a someone who, who does business, I was like, man, for five hundred people, but we know it gets amplified. But now to pass a thousand and then pass fifteen hundred and then pass eighteen hundred, like that was blew people away. And then you add this long tail around you know people feeling that we did something different and meaningful.
1: In addition to like the, the, the production, the s- spreadsheets around the actual show, I mean, what gets people there is also the social media, the marketing, the outreach, which was led by Jashma Wadera with a company called Ode. The design and the look and the feel gave a, a hint of the energy, which is a- Atif I mean, there's a team of people. Behind the scenes, like, you know, I, it was exciting to me. And Aperna Rao did all talent management. It's like I was with a killer team and it felt amazing. And so, this is what we do in our day jobs and our, in our, this is what we do in real life. And to be able to put it here as well was like awesome, you know.
2: And one, one of the first persons that we had brought on board, one of our other organizers that original, what we call original chairs, was Janina Gavankar, who uh, is a phenomenal actress from LA. And, you know, she helped build out the team, you know, Rekha built out of say, a, a, more than half of that team. But, you know, Janina had recommended Snail Patel, who's this incredible filmmaker who works at nice camera. So to all of a sudden have a real filmmaker with a real editor on board saying, look, I'm ready to commit. I'm ready to commit my time and my hours and my resources. So and I think Rekha actually set me straight early in this process. We, you know, we all Everyone's kicking around. Oh, we're all the volunteers. It's of really easy to throw that name out. They're professionals. I mean, they're volunteering their time. So we can say they're volunteers. It's important to recognize that they were really putting in hours from their companies. You know, these are professionals. So uh, maybe we shouldn't be surprised that it went off as well. But uh, it's, it's really impressive.
1: We fight over the word volunteers because yeah. <laughs>
2: it's labor. There's
1: a, there's a sheer amount of labor that goes into doing things. And in doing political work or any kind of work, there's a, I mean, I will be, I will always at any chance strike down capitalism, but there's labor involved, you know? And so I think that that's a testament to the, the urgency of what this is about. And it's also like we can't just mind our own business and be immigrants. We're part of a larger conversation. And the impacts of the leadership of this country has personal effect to all of us. It affects us personally on many levels, economic, healthcare, all of that. And not to mention, you know, like safety. Physical safety. My parents live in New York City, in suburbia, not that far out from the city. I was talking to my sister yesterday, and she's like, You know, I really want to put a Biden thing on our lawn. And she's like, But I don't feel safe here. I don't feel safe because we live near the water. And whenever we go out to the water, Teddy Roosevelt's birthplace, there's Trump boats all the time. And where I live in Jackson Heights, the first weekend after Trump got in office, Nazis showed up because they're proud boys in Queens near us and these are thick brown communities so the threat is real you know it's real and it, it touches home whether it's like a suburban enclave of the city or the city itself you know we can be insulated or feel insulated in, in urban centers to some degree but not really not really no it, it's it's scary at some point you have to be strategic and organizing so political organizing it's like we have to we have to go back to strategy right what's our strategy our strategy our swing states our, strategy, our Actually, it's really important. This event was great and energized a lot of people. But you know what's really effective? Phone banking is actually really effective. And converting one or two people or making sure people get to the poll. The other big issue we have is voter suppression, right? We have to make sure that polling places are accessible and that people are doing their ballots and all those things. That's all part of the work. And it's about a a finite amount of time we have. Yes, we can talk blue in the face and get people who are not going to change their mind, or we can go and, and make sure people who are aligned are going to actually make the vote happen.
2: Can I, I was just going to add one one other point, to, a statistic to what Rekha is talking about. There's research that shows that if you take a 20-minute conversation with a family member or another individual, that generally will help lead to uh, a conversion. But that's a 20-minute con- That is not a short conversation that isn't like, yo, dad, mom. That's a lot film.
0: of WhatsApp text, yeah.
2: Yeah, that, that is a long conversation. But I think that the issues that that is raising and you are raising, I think are really important from a what what I've been talking about with folks is that when you speak with your family members, obviously taking action is most important, phone banking, etc. cetera. But when you're talking to family members is to really bring it back to home. India and South Asia, a billion plus people, 600 years, 5,000 years of history, there's a multitude of experiences and and points of view. There are issues that were fault lines in this campaign around Kashmir. There were fault lines around Modi, and I agree with Rekha. Conflating Modi and Trump really doesn't make sense. I was in Gujarat when he visited. 90% of the people in those stadiums in Gujarat had no clue who Trump was other than he's an American president. You know, like, it, that is literally like, oh, we're going to America. But it does
1: work in the diaspora, Rajan. Like, yeah no, diaspora, it, it Modi and Trump inflation is very powerful.
2: It can be, it can be, no doubt, no doubt. But I'm just saying there's a multitude of issues, whether it's an economic one, whether it's to Rekha's point, it's a conflation with uh, Trump, but there's so many different issues. But if part of our goal in this event, I think, Rekha, you would agree, is that I was particularly sensitive and specific about not involving foreign policy issues in this event. This is about where we live. This is about what's going on at home. This is about these parents and adults' kids and what's happening to them and the reasons they came to America to provide for education, you know, to provide for opportunity, to provide for equal justice. I mean, and again, we're not a perfect country by any stretch of the imagination, but we have a justice system that generally was working for many years. So all the reasons that mom, dad, uncle, auntie, guy, whatever you want to call them, you came for, that's what we benefit from and that's what we're trying to protect. And which, is, story, which is
0: exactly the conversations going on now with my parents and their friends. Like we have, you have to focus on I mean, where have you been for the past 50 years? Here.
2: No, exactly. You know? Exactly. So.
0: And so I think that's been the focus, at least from what I've seen in Texas.
2: Yeah, I think that's important. And also, I, and Rick and I have had long conversations. We agree on a vast number of things. But there, as anybody, there are areas that we may disagree on. And I think at some point, something has to outweigh something else. I may not agree with the issues in Kashmir with Biden-Harris, but I believe in a bigger picture, and that is our country and what's going on to my nieces and nephews and what's going on to South Asians and brown people and people of color all over this country.
0: Right. No, exactly. So the event is done. What is the hope going forward? What's the next steps? What do we do? what do you guys want to do?
1: Well, there's a, there's all the steps that were articulated in the event are still, are still there. So there were many calls to action in the event from many people, from many angles and all those things you can still do. I will vote.com. There's a South Asian voter guide that's going around. There's still, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to push phone banking. There's still all those things. And we have 14 days left. So, it's on, let's do it. (laughs) You know, that's what's next. This is a singular event, but it it resonates in in deeper ways because it's a culmination of people's like, I think a lot of people had a desire to want to do something, including the people, participants and people on the sidelines. And it didn't feel like easy to grasp. And this one thing that this event did, it, it kind of did a very bright focus on this is what we need to do. So by participating in the event, by watching it or being on it, in it, it's, I think, of equal weight to me. And so all those calls to actions are in the event are, we have those same things. And so the, now it's like, get your family to vote. Take your, who are you taking the vote? Like, you know, a lot of the artists said, I'm going to take this family member to vote. And I think those things are still, We still, I don't know when this podcast is going to air, but it'll air hopefully before Election Day. The same things that we were talking about in the event, they're still true.
2: Raycon mentioned I Will Vote. If you don't have a voting plan, go to IWillVote.com. You plug in your name, you plug in where you live, and it will literally give you all the rules around early voting, which we both, Raycon and I would say, and I think everyone on the event said, absentee ballots are great. Early vote if you can. That's going to be critical. Second thing, Rick, I was talking about phone banking. There are multiple organizations. You can either go to joebiden.com, take action, and you'll be able to to sign up for phone banking. But there's also an official affinity organization, South Asians for Biden. And they have set up these phenomenal phone banks just for the South Asian community every day of the week. So, you know, go to southasiansforbiden.org and you'll be able to sign up for that. And then there's another independent organization called South Asian Women for Biden, and they are going out there to try to make sure that the advantage that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have amongst women, we deliver against. And so going to South Asian Women for Biden will give you another way to engage in phone banking with the Desi community. And I think, Rick, uh, you tell me, I think there's even a way, maybe at JoeBiden.com, where you can actually choose the dialect. So if you speak Gujarati or if you speak Punjabi or if you speak Hindi.
1: There are language-specific uh, phone banks. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. My Gujarati is a little rusty, but I'm down.
0: I can do the ghetto.
2: So it to, the Punjabi, that's pretty sick.
1: At the beginning of the pandemic, I'm on the board of an organization, Chaya CDC, and we were doing direct cash assistance. So I was manning a phone line in Punjabi. Now my Punjabi is mostly singing along with Bhangra songs, but I, you know, I found a way. I found a way.
0: Hey, whatever. It, it, maybe singing on the phone helps too. Like, <laughs> what, whatever, whatever you can do. I can just bust out with like random Bollywood like lines, just kuch kuch watahe, and just whatever, whatever one is, it's fine. <laughs> and Rika, I know, you know, uh, I was looking through your Instagram.
1: You're partnering with They See Blue as well. Well, I'm doing an event called Bhangra for Biden. With anytime there's a B in any landscape, people put Bungra on it. I did a party years ago called Bungra against Bush. So alliteration works. Well, I'm uh, there's a, a group, again, it's all for the Biden Victory Fund. They're doing a Bungra for Biden where I'm DJing and They See Blue is also part of it. Ah, party. got it. What's exciting outside of the event? There's like all these groups and everyone's like, sure, let's get on this. Let's get on that, you know? I'm getting texts every day to like <laughs> keep going, and I think most of the people involved, many of the people involved in our event are we're, it's not it's not the only thing we're doing. We're working on all fronts. So uh, this event you know was extremely like I said, it was a bright, shining thing that was you know we we wanted to gather this energy into one place in some ways. Many of the people involved myself included, were working on multiple fronts. So the event I'm doing tomorrow is organized, originally organized by a group of women in the Boston area who I met when I was at grad school at MIT a few years ago. We became friends from, you know, it's like how you connect community. I was opening for Red Barat and I met these people and so on and so forth. And so, yeah, so it's just another, it's one more thing. And there'll probably be a few more.
2: Almost everyone involved is already doing, as Reiko was saying, is already doing something individually, big ways. Komel Nanjiani, Mindy Kaling—they all have been involved with the campaign in small or big ways. As have pretty much everyone in that participated. So actually, the goal was to not only keep them involved individually, which they were going to do, so they need motivation there. But it's how do you create exponential power by coming together, and then you have all these state organizations where. Look, I mean, we are 500,000 South Asian votes in this country. And I think this is really important for anyone listening. We have 500,000 South Asian votes in the battleground states. We not only can make the difference, we are the difference, like literally. So if you go to Michigan, Trump wins Michigan by 10,000 votes. I may have Michigan and Pennsylvania mixed up, by the way. And if I do, sorry about that. But
1: but those are the two really big ones.
2: Yeah. 10,000 votes. South Asians are 125,000. In another state, it's 45,000 votes that Trump won by. And we're 150,000 as South Asians. We just turned the corner a little bit in any one of these states. We literally can turn states blue. So a lot of these South Asian groups, and we should should really recognize them. There's some phenomenal South Asian groups in Texas, in Florida, Asif did this Muslims for Biden event using his comedy to get people out in Florida. So there are great, great work happening at these state levels. And that's where the rubber is going to hit the road. And that's why Sendal Ramamurthy is doing stuff in Texas. You know, Hassan ended up going to Texas to do a get out, out you know, get out the vote. So,
0: yeah, no, I think all these numbers and and what you're saying, I mean, it gave me goosebumps a little bit. It's good to get that out there again and again, because it feels like South Asians previously didn't feel like the anyone was listening to them. Like politicians weren't listening to South Asian voices. And I mean, and now when people are, now people are understanding that it does matter. We do count, you know, and we can change this election. So, and then Rajan, is there anyone you want to talk about that you're partnering with or any other projects you want to talk about?
2: The one other last shout out I'd like to make before this ends is we didn't talk about the state elections. And again, we're just being selfish here because we've got airtime with you. and uh, The votes matter this year. But it's not just about Biden and Harris. There are a huge number of South Asian, Brown, both Hindu, Muslim, you name it, running across the country up and down the ballot. So, you know, I think voters that go out not only should vote, pull the trigger for Biden and Harris, Vice President Biden, and Senator Harris, but also look out for these amazing, amazing South Asian and Brown leaders because it all starts there. And if we have representation, that is especially at the grassroots. We can talk about national, no doubt but it's at the grassroots, the real rubber, you know, like that's where the real stuff is happening. Like whether it's Brooklyn, Queens, whatever.
1: In echoing that, just to vote people to vote blue down the ballot, you know, and that's what Daisy Blue is doing and vote blue. And just, and also like, just cause someone's South Asian, don't just vote for them, figure out what they're about. You know, we, I'm, I will, those who will not be named prominent South Asians do not represent me, do not work for me. I'm not going to repeat their names but we we know them. We know, we know them. them. We don't need to say their names. Just cuz they are South Asian, that's not an automatic get. It's it's a combination and then bringing it back to Senator Harris is like it's not that she's grew up with an Indian mother, it's that I want for me to have someone that has a shared experience thinking about that in way they are leading the country and decision making to know that to not have grown in an insulated bubble is very meaningful for me personally, you know, and also like, you know, her experience going to like Howard University, like I'm from New York and I work in entertainment and that's a, that's an experience I think is valuable in her, in in itself, you know, even though she names her favorite rappers that are dead, but that's another story. <laughs> that's like another Who's your favorite new rapper, Tupac? Uh, probably. <laughs> Jesus. Happens, happens, happens. And she can't make dosa or something, or doesn't know. Oh, come on! I case. mean, you know who oh, can make? Uh-huh. Who can really make dosa? The dosa volume. you know? I mean, like, like all the higher. Dosa. I mean, no, no, no. You get the mix. <laughs> Everybody gets the mix. We get let's them, not. We mix know that. Really good. The truth is that when they made the dosa, they had the mix. They had the mix.
2: The South Indians can make badass dosas. No, Smuts no, crack. but
1: but in that video, <laughs> in that video with Mindy and 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 Senator amazing. Harris they used a mix let's be let's yeah. be honest but someone made that mix that mix is bomb who made the mix that's i know. You know who
2: made the mix most of all the organizers are in new york except for janina and ravi patel who are in la i'm going to tell them they're going to have to at some point fly to new york with all this professional team plus all these you know six or seven organizers that you know pulled on on board and came together and we're going to have to throw a block party and you're invited on
1: Totally. I, I will be your Chaiwala. I'll be there. Whatever whatever you guys need. I'm happy to do it. I'm going to put one plug. I just want to let people know I serve on the board of Chaya CDC, which is a organization based in Queens, New York, and we empower South Asian people in terms of economic empowerment, housing, access to financial resources, and we're on the front lines of fighting gentrification in, in our community. So i always going to give them a plug when I can.
0: That's awesome. And I'll put it on the show notes and and all that stuff. So I'll show up on Apple.
2: I mean, can I add one other word and you can plug it in if it makes sense in the- end. hundred
0: percent. Yeah.
2: The other thing that I think was really amazing is that the hosts and chairs that Rekha was referring to really represented this whole new generation of South Asians and, and brown folks that are in the media and entertainment industry, not just in front of the camera, you know, TV and film and comedy and music, but really behind the camera. So as an example, we had one of the Top leaders of Netflix, who's a South Asian woman, Indian American, who came on board right away, committing money to say, "Look, we want to make sure we can afford the twenty dollars tickets for college." I'm committing, you know, putting my checkbook out there. We had people from CAA, who are South Asian. We had one of the top songwriters in the in the world, uh, who's written for One Direction and you know Ariana Grande. He stepped up with a massive check. We had entrepreneurs coming on board. So I, we had the president of Universal Film, is a Desi person. So I think slightly it's, big. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I want to make sure that as Rick, I was talking about it, you know, mentioning some of these names is a terrific thing to see that we're now involved, not only in front, but now behind where the decisions are making. We need to keep pushing that envelope. We're not there. It's More important that we keep doing it. But we're slowly starting to see changes over the last five, 10 years. And the fact that they wanted to come together and, you know, write the checks and put the money where their mouth is. I think it was really, um, it, I think it made me feel really good. And it was amazing.
0: We have people in the seats now. Exciting. Well, we need more, like you said, but at least we, we're starting to have them.
1: And we also just, you know, it's not just about us being in the seats. We have to be on the streets. <laughs> the streets. And we also have to like share the table and share the meal. Like, you know, the uh, extraordinary achievements of South Asians in fields of entertainment. You know, we also have to think about what's happening to other communities of color and are we somehow being used or are we having access in a way that other people are not and we have to hold the door open yeah yeah and
2: i
0: think that's a harder conversation for some some of us for sure but it definitely needs to be had
2: yeah no doubt no doubt yeah
0: yeah awesome thank you guys
2: thank you amazing
0: thank you you. let's hang i'm I'm (laughs) only in greenwich i'm not i'm not too far Well, guys, you heard it here. Let's do this. Let's get out there and vote. Let's get out there and talk to our family and friends. Go to IWillVote.com. Check out South Asians for Biden. Check out South Asian Women for Biden. I mean, there are so many great organizations out there that will help you, guide you through this process and also let you know how you can help and volunteer. Please follow South Asian Block Party on IG as well as DJ Rekka. As always, I'm at ElmiTuckered Out. Thanks for listening and I'll see you soon. This is Ami Tuckered Out.